Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar podcast, brought to you from the team behind Cycling Plus, MBUK and BikeRadar.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Bike Radar's semi-regular news roundup. Today I am joined remotely by good friend, good colleague and all-round cycling nerd Simon Bromley, who today is going to talk us through our exclusive scoop on a patent that Shimano has filed for potentially an SPD SL power meter pedal. Now, first off, Simon, tell us what a power meter is, for those that don't know, why power meter pedals are growing in popularity, and why it is significant that Shimano has filed this patent. Yeah, hi, Jack. Yeah, so quite a, quite a, a fun story for, um, for those of us who kind of like to measure things. And so a power meter, to answer your first question, a power meter is essentially a device that you put on your bicycle and it can, it can be put in a nut, it can kind of be in a number of places. It's usually built into to cranks or it can be in the hub of a wheel or, as you say, pedals. And the point of it is to essentially measure the effort that you are putting through the pedals and it will then give you a figure for that effort in watts and it's called a power meter because it literally tells you how much power you're generating when you're putting it through the pedals and for serious cyclists or if you're racing or anything like that it's pretty much the de facto standard that you need a power meter pedal because it gives you instantaneous you know feedback on how you're riding and compared to heart rate it is instantaneous yeah exactly and cycling is quite a unique sport in that sense because uh as you say you know other sports say if you're a runner you can have heart rate and that tells you how your body is responding to the effort you're putting in but it doesn't necessarily tell you how 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 much power you're putting through your foot into the floor whereas a power meter on a bicycle can tell you literally how hard you're turning the pedals and that's not then dependent on kind of external environmental factors, whether you've had a coffee, you know, and your heart rate might be two beats per minute higher than normal. It, it, so it, it, you know, and so this allows you then to kind of do very targeted training based around, you know, training in certain zones. So if you decide, oh, I want to target my sort of VO2 max 
then you you can do that by finding out what your power meter zones are and and then you know training in within those specific zones it's also very useful for tracking how many calories you're burning because you can also work that out very precisely um and then you know so some power meters also offer the ability to kind of analyze your pedal stroke that that sort of thing as well so yeah they have a range of uses for the kind of dedicated serious cyclist and power meter pedals are kind of growing in popularity and to be clear that is essentially a normal bicycle pedal by all other measures but it also includes electronic gubbins which will measure your power as you so described yeah that's right they're kind of growing in popularity because traditionally power meters you know i think i suppose the most famous ones are kind of srm cranks and they were built around the kind of crank spider we see more built into crank arms more recently but obviously cranks are slightly harder to uh, swap between bikes and they often tie you to a specific bottom bracket spindle which means you need a specific type of bottom bracket in your bike and if you've got more than one bike that might be a problem so whereas power meter pedals as you say because they are like you know for all intents and purposes just like other pedals they're very easy to swap between bikes most require either a simply a 15 millimeter uh, wrench or an eight millimeter allen key and that just makes them much easier to swap between bikes, much easier to install. You know, they it's quite a good place to measure power as well because it's measuring it right at the source as well. So, you know, if you've, for instance, had, for instance, had a power tap wheel, because that's measuring the power further down the drivetrain, there'll be losses from flex in the crank arms, you know, losses from your drivetrain. It, it's, you know, whilst it might be giving you a kind of accurate picture of the power the rear wheel is receiving, it's not necessarily quite as accurate as the power you're putting through the pedals. And, you know, it, it, it's a fine difference. But, you know, if you want to know that you, you did burn those extra 100 calories so you can have that extra biscuit at the end of your ride... It's very important. <laughs> and uh, the fact that Shimano is looking to potentially, we should caveat yes. all this, that it is just a patent application, though elements of it have been granted, but nonetheless, it is just a patent. But the fact that Shimano is looking to enter this is significant for a number of reasons. First off, you know, Shimano has got its own power meter solution in the form of its uh, Dura-Ace crank set, but is thus far not entered the market with a power meter pedal and Shimano's mountain bike and road pedals are among the most popular systems on the market so to see them enter with something which is going to work for a lot of people could be a really really big thing yeah absolutely and yeah I've had the, the chance to try out a number of uh, power meter pedals recently and um you know, so so the Favero Asioma duos I recently reviewed. You know, they're really, really, really good. Um, but I was quite trepidatious about switching from Shimano SBDSL pedals and cleats over to uh, the look style cleats that the Favero pedals use. And and it's the same with um, Garmin Vector pedals. They also use look style cleats. And um, and I just think there's something really nice about the Shimano SBDSL platform and the cleats. Uh, that look style pedals for me don't quite replicate and obviously the cleats are slightly different so getting the, the fit set up is can be complicated and they don't have quite as much adjustability so it would be nice to have basically a native SPDSL option uh, like, like you said Shimano does have a power meter option already and it's built around the kind of current Dura Ace R9100 crank um, when we reviewed that a few years ago, um, 
it did have a couple of issues surrounding left-right accuracy and temperature compensation. Now, I'm sure if you ask Shimano now, they would say, well, we've, you know, we've worked on it in the background and that's all fine. I can't, I can't confirm or you know, deny that either way because I haven't tested those cranks. But, um, but in a kind of crowded marketplace, and, and obviously you know, with these days with the internet, there are so many more reviews of power meters out there. The transparency surrounding you know, whether a power meter is accurate or not, there, there's much more information available. So I think you know, the popularity of power meter pedals is growing, so it wouldn't be a surprise to see Shimano kind of dip their toes into that. And to be clear as well on the patent, we should say that it's not as if the patent's going through and saying, oh, we're basically going to put a sensor inside a SVDSL pedal. It's all very much inferred from, you know, our reading of it and the actual nitty gritty of, of what is or has been applied for um, isn't quite as clear cut as that. And there's two elements to this. The second, which I'll start with, um, was a patent for specifically a piezoelectric element that would be included potentially within the pedal to either form a part of the sensor you know replacing the strain gauge potentially or forming part of the strain gauge or possibly being used to power the power meter itself and we decided to run this story in part because this this patent was filed so recently i think it was the 10th of november 2020 that it was filed so it suggests that shimano is potentially still exploring it as a serious uh a serious path it's looking to take but the original patent um was what we kind of started out with and that was filed way back or in fact i should say it was granted in 2018 um and do you want to talk a bit about what was actually described there simon yeah so the original patent yeah i have my kind of doubts about whether it will be released like that because the original patent essentially describes a kind of typical strain gauge accelerometer and inclination sensor arrangement placed on a pedal spindle so that's kind of you know so far so typical but the original patent was granted around uh, specifically Shimano having boreholes in the spindle that allowed wires to exit the pedal uh, and then go through the kind of back of towards the back of the crank arm to a processor and a wireless transmitter that would be mounted on a crank arm. Now, when they filed that patent back in 2014, obviously the power meter market was kind of you know, not as uh, well populated as it is today. And that that might have been something that maybe pe a compromise that people will have been willing to make. You know, some people might remember Garmin vector pedals used to have those pods that you pot put on the end of the pedal. But I think today that would be seen as decidedly unelegant or inelegant. So I, I just can't imagine Shimano doing that. But as you say, the second sort of division of the patent, which contained those piezoelectric devices, it's kind of much more interesting because it indicates, as you said, that they are kind of still working on something and that they are they want to protect it. So I think, you know, the part the main problem with making power meter pedals is miniaturizing everything to the degree that it can fit within a spindle. Obviously, there's much more real estate to put strain gauges and obviously batteries and things like that around a crank arm or a crank arm spider or, or in a hub. And obviously Shimano is famously conservative with battery sizes you know the kind of di2 battery is is massive in terms of uh, capacity for example and the shimano power meter cranks have a kind of 300 hour battery life um and and you know obviously this is because you know dura ace is designed as a group set for the racers and the professionals and 
the constraints of a size of a pedal means you have to have a relatively small battery. Now, say the Favero Asioma Duos, for example, have a rechargeable battery life that only, in inverted commas, lasts about 50 hours. Now, for me, that's that's easily at least a month of riding. It doesn't sound like very much, but actually, you know, that's kind of five hours a week riding for 10 weeks or, you know, 10 hours a, re- a week riding for five weeks or, you know, whatever. It's actually not that bad. If you consider we all charge our phones practically every day, having to charge a set of pedals once a month, it's, it's not, it hasn't been a hassle for me. But I could understand that Shimano might sit f- want to, to, to offer more than that. As a chronically forgetful young man, I'm always uh, deeply grateful whenever I have to ride a D- I say have to, whenever I ride a DI2 <laughs> bike. <laughs> <laughs> but it does have that massive, uh, massive battery life, as I have been caught at in the past with a uh, SRAM ETAP, and it's comparatively lower uh, battery life. So, yeah, I, I very much understand where you're coming from. And I think, yeah, that's quite a hard one to draw a conclusion on. I hadn't really so, thought of it from that perspective, because you are right. Yeah. You know, as a brand, Shimano is conservative in its designs, really. And, yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. So that's where the kind of piezoelectric device comes into its own, really, because then if it if it could generate its own electricity through uh, basically the it would the the piezoelectric device would generate electricity through the kind of force of you pedaling, then it wouldn't need a battery at all, and that would just be incredible. Uh, so Garmin gets around it by just having a coin cell battery, and they claim up to two hundred hours of battery life. Um, but then, of course, you know, the problem with coin cell batteries is that, you know, obviously you have to keep replacing them, which costs money. But also having a kind of part that can be, you know, a battery door that can be removable, you know, famously with power meters, battery doors are kind of a weak point for water ingress. And obviously it's, it, you know, it's it's better if, if you can have a kind of fully sealed system. It's actually something I hadn't thought about at the time you wrote the patent. Shimano is clearly interested in this idea of, self-charging devices because back in 2017 i discovered another patent this is one of my favorite hobbies if it's not clear (laughs) but it was shimano was seriously investigating the idea of integrating a dynamo into a jockey wheel that could in turn charge um durace or sorry durace di2 drivetrains so it's clearly a concept they're interested in and when you like you say consider how they approach battery life this could be a really good way for them on the group set side of things if they were to go down that path of the jockey wheel to reduce weight and, of course, potentially infinitely increase battery life. And the piezoelectric thing could give similar uh, similar results in the pedal side of things. Lots to think about, Simon. Very good digging. I have to say, I, I thoroughly enjoyed reading the story and I think you will, our delightful listeners, also enjoy it. And if you want to get the full scoop on that one, head to bikeradar.com for our saucy exclusive story. Um, thank you very much for joining Simon thank you very much for all your hard work and your patent pedals uh, piece I really enjoyed it and uh, have a wonderful weekend thanks very much Jag I hope you have a lovely weekend too thank you for listening to the Bike Radar podcast if you want any more information on what we've been talking about or more news and views on cycling check out bikeradar.com bikeradar.com